Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888 Also at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, we've got uh, a lot uh, to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Iranians admitted they lied. Admitted they shot down the plane. So that happened last Wednesday. They shot when they shot down the plane. It was Saturday when they finally said, "Yeah, okay, yes, it was us. We've been lying the whole time." Huh? <laughs> hmm. They called us the uh, terrible liars. That it was unacceptable to make up these kinds of things. And really, you know, as soon as we knew. First thing, the first thing we said was that it looked pretty fishy, like they shot down the airliner. The thing had just taken off. It was two minutes into its flight. And you don't know that's one of your own, like a commercial airline? That's, uh, that's not good. Yeah, and then they went to uh, stop the access to the black box. Right. Um, but uh, Right, tried to cover their tracks, yeah. tried to cover it up, and... Uh, it, they just showed the world now who has the credibility. I mean, they lied right through their teeth. Most of the people on board that plane were their own. I think some 80-some were Iranians. Uh, there was a bunch of Canadians yeah. and and then Ukrainians, I think, pretty much made up the, the bulk of who was on board that plane. In other words, zero Americans. No Americans were aboard. Um. So... We said from the beginning, eh, it looks like looks like the Iranians might have shot shot that down accidentally, and they went ballistic. Now their own people are a little pissed off. They're in the streets chanting "Death to the liars!" Death to liars, meaning their own regime, and demanding that Ayatollah Khamenei uh, resign. Which I, I can't see that <laughs> happening, but that would be something. It's fascinating. It is. It is fascinating to watch this unfold. Um, you know, the, the left is quick to blame Trump for the airliner being shot down because that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't have uh, assassinated Soleimani. Mm-hmm. Um, so are they going to give him credit for regime change if that happens too? Because uh, I have not seen this nation um, on the brink like this since 2009 when Obama ignored them. So right. when the people are uh, rising up, it's nice to have uh, a leader such as President Trump respond that he is supporting them. Yeah. And even after all this, the Democrats are still blaming Trump uh, for shooting down the airline. Yeah. Just so ludicrous. I mean, I what a stretch. What a weird, uh, just unbelievable. No matter what happens, it's uh, it's Trump's fault because of their sheer hatred for him meanwhile as far as the iranians are concerned as they're out protesting the other day uh there was a an american flag in the street and right below that was a an israeli flag painted onto the pavement and look at watch how the iranians responded to that walking around the flag so that they don't step on it on either one really mm-hmm. a few people are well, they're bad mouth. They're getting bad mouth. The people that are on those flags mm. are, are yelling su- at them. Are supporters of the regime, and they're being yeah. yelled at. Yeah, for okay. Doing that. Wow, that I mean, that is something else. And you know what? A big thing it is to show the bottom of your shoe in the Middle East, uh, to pound on something with the bottom of your shoe. 
It's one of their biggest insults, which is why somebody threw that shoe at, at George W. Bush back in the day. <laughs> uh, and so for them to walk around those flags and show that kind of respect is pretty amazing. Sure is. <laughs> I mean, wow, we've come a long way. Come a really long way. So this would be the time, you know, to kind of, to kind of let them know that we support you. We support you in your efforts to get rid of uh, that oppressive regime. Yeah, I think... Will we do it? I don't know. Yeah, some, uh, some Middle East scholar, um, what did he say over the weekend? In the 40 years that uh, this regime has been in power... Um, this is the best chance that we've really? had to to have them fall. I didn't hear him say that. That's yeah, that's great. If we could just help give them a little push, <laughs> right? It would be nice. <laughs> uh, here's also some Iranians uh, tearing down the Soleimani po- posters. Remember, this oh. guy is their George Washington oh, there or whatever. He is, yeah, and uh, here are some Bye-bye. Iranians just ripping it down off the. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Yeah, it is. You never know what's going to cause a society to push back hard against their government. Right. I mean, the people in Hong Kong, you know, it was just the threat of being taken to uh, the mainland of China Mm -hmm. if they were ever on trial. Uh, Here it was this airliner being shot down by their government. Uh, it's, It's great to see, and I hope that this continues and leads to good things for that country. I do, too. Uh, they, they've, it's been a long time coming. I mean, they've, they've been in this situation since, since before 1979, but I mean, the Shah of Iran was not a great guy either, but I think it got even worse under the Ayatollahs. And so for a repressive regime like that to be in power this long, it would be nice to see that come down. Uh, triple eight, Thirty thirty three ninety three, 3393 <laughs> and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Donald J. Trump tweeting out uh, over the weekend, to the leaders of Iran, do not kill your protesters. Thousands have already been killed or imprisoned by you, and the world is watching. More importantly, the USA is watching. <laughs> turn your interest, turn, turn your internet back on, and let reporters roam free. Stop the killing of your great Iranian people. Uh, and then he, he tweeted in Farsi, too. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, is his second language, I believe, Farsi. Oh, um, yeah, is it? Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's a fun fact you never hear. <laughs> Donald Trump's second language, Farsi. Look at that, that's cool. I'm glad they found somebody who could, I don't know, it's probably Google, uh, Google <laughs> Translate or whatever. Uh, but in Farsi, he tweeted out, To the brave and suffering Iranian people, I have stood with you since the beginning of my presidency, and my government will continue to stand with you. We're following your protests closely. Your courage is inspiring. That's so great. That is, that's awesome. That's exactly what Barack Obama should have been doing back in 2009 when this came up. Yep. And he didn't, and he let a golden opportunity pass us by. The Iranian people are pissed, and and I think they're really sick and tired of this. And the more we hear from Democrats, I mean, the Democrats are supporting the Iranian regime more than their own people are. It's really despicable. Mm-hmm. Despicable. The video of uh, Nancy Pelosi, speaking of which, just dismissing the protests. 
The question is how we get there. We're seeing now demonstrations in the streets of Iran against the regime. Do you support those protesters, and would it be a good thing if they brought the regime down? Well, the regime, the protesters are are protesting, as I understand it, this brand of protesters about the fact that that plane went down, and many students. Uh, were on that plane, and these are largely students in the street. I think the Iranians should have not had commercial flights going off when there was... They're calling out the regime for lying. They're saying death to Khamenei as well. No. Well, whatever it is. But the fact is this. Well, whatever it is. There were protesters in the streets before against the regime. After the taking out of Soleimani, there were protesters in the street joined together as you know, against us. That wasn't good. Taking down this plane is a terrible, terrible tragedy. And they should be held accountable for letting commercial flights go at a time that was so so dangerous. Uh, but there are different reasons why uh, people are in the street. Uh, of course, we would love to see uh, the aspirations of the people of Iran uh, realized would you? Uh, with a better situation there. But escalating... Uh-huh. Uh, the situation, unless we've exhausted every other remedy. Which we haven't? Well, we don't know that. Uh, we don't know that. And, and if the first uh, uh, first huh. action to be taken on the threat of... Uh, there, there are a lot of bad actors who are doing bad things and threatening bad things to us. We know that, Iran being one of them, and it being a uh, its proxies uh, doing bad things to our, our interest throughout the world. But how do we deal with that in a way that calms rather than escalates? Wow, she is despicable. Going out of her way to say, no, 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 they're mm-hmm. protesting us. Right. Uh, not Iran, us. Right. They hate us. Yeah, that's uh, just to your because point. Because she's trying desperately to blame Trump uh-huh. because she hates Trump. Yeah, uh, it's it's pathetic to see this happening. Oh, um, man, it, it'd be nice if if we could find common ground on sinning against evil, but you know, I Wouldn't know that's it? too much to ask. And that and we used to we used to have common ground on that when it came to America at war or America responding to attacks against our interest. We were we were together, but. Not anymore, apparently. Yeah, and, and Rob notes that um, her flag pin, Pelosi's flag pin, sure is getting bigger and bigger every day. You notice? Like, look at that. Like, it's just getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> and I think about uh, maybe a month from now, like, she's just going to start wearing just, like, like armor because the thing keeps growing. And that's it goes back to that point of when she wore that, that one was like a Greek symbol or something, basically showing Trump that she has the power mm-hmm. back when the uh, House passed the... Uh, Impeachment stuff, which what's the latest on that? I mean, you know, the, on impeachment, yeah, uh, picks up this week. Yeah, this uh, week the trial starts this week. Yeah, apparently she's going to deliver the papers this week. Yep. <laughs> okay. Hopefully today. I just let's just get let's just get this over with. Um, we'll see. I mean, I I don't know, but this is despicable how the Democrats are handling all this. It's absolutely despicable. There are not even. On the side of the United States of America, they're really playing this for the Iranians. It's, uh, I mean, it's almost sympathy for the Iranians. Yeah, and and it's almost like a uh, a defense of the Soleimani crowd, where they're saying, "Well, he wasn't planning imminent attacks. Come on, now, he wasn't planning imminent attacks." Uh, you know, first of all. We've, we've made the point that he wasn't in his home country. He went to Iraq, which they knew was a battlefield. 
Um, we know exactly what he was doing over there. And I love this point that um, Hogan Gidley pointed out on Twitter over the weekend. Um, Democrats in the media are quibbling over the definition of uh, imminent attacks. Um, when Obama killed uh, bin Laden, um, Awalaki and, and Gaddafi, without congressional approval, there were no imminent attacks, and Democrats didn't ask, and they didn't care. That's great. And so true. <laughs> And so true. Perfectly. And yet they were supported by the they were supported in the Republican Party. The Republican Party supported the attack on Osama bin Laden. I don't know about I don't know about the Qaddafi thing. Uh, nobody was sad to see Qaddafi go. Okay, but but we didn't necessarily want to go to war with Libya either. There seemed to be no reason to do that. And yet we did it. And and overthrew him as well. Yeah, in his own country. Yeah, too. right, right. We, you know, we didn't lob this missile into Tehran. And everyone was on board with Os- Osama bin Laden. There was no re- Republican pushback on that, saying, you, sh- oh, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, it's a pro- that's a provocation, a needless uh, escalation of hostilities. Nobody was saying that. Mm. Everybody was on board with that. Yeah, uh, apparently... We're now beyond all of that. Apparently, we're we're in America that can't get together on absolutely anything anymore. It's it's unreal. It's it's it is Trump is more evil to them than the than the leadership of Iran. Yeah, that's where we're at. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Maybe we can get together on this. Baldness sucks, <laughs> right? Is there anybody who likes baldness? Uh boy. I mean, if you had the choice. I'm sure there are some. Yeah, maybe because, yeah, they like the way they look when they <laughs> shave their heads. But those are scant few and far between. Yeah. Uh, the reason a lot of men lose their hair, and women for that matter, it's it's a hormone called DHT. The FBA, FDA has approved two hair treatment products that help control DHT and prevent the hair loss. In about 65% of the men who use it, it even triggers hair regrowth. Now, until now, these products were really expensive, and you had to go get a doctor's uh, prescription. But not anymore. Keeps offers the generic version of these two drugs that have been approved by the FDA. And so not only are they up to 90% effective, they're totally affordable now because we're getting you 50% off the low generic price. Mm. All you have to do then is sit on your couch, (laughs) <laughs> Snap a few pictures of your head, uh, and a licensed doctor will review your information and recommend the right hair loss yeah, treatment for you. We've demonstrated it's, it's very simple. You just hold the phone up above your head mm-hmm. and hit send. Easy. <laughs> okay, so if you're tired of losing your hair, you can get 50% off right now and a free doctor consult. 50% off. Go to keeps.com slash pat. That's keeps.com slash pat. Gray. Here's uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo discussing Obama's deal with Iran. John Kerry, your predecessor, also sounding off uh, on this operation, saying that America essentially destabilized a situation that had calmed down after the signing of the Iran deal, that there was real verification in place. He also said this. 
There is no way at all that the world is safer, that the United States is safer, right. that the region is safer no with way. the steps this president has taken. The president is so fixated on undoing anything Barack Obama did that he was willing to run the risk of outright war in the effort to uh, fulfill his fantasy. His fantasy. Well, it's not about fantasy. It's a fantasy to think that the nuclear deal was good for the United States of America and protecting the American people. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Yep. God, jeez. I mean, this stuff, it, it's unbelievable how this terrible deal with Iran was the greatest thing of all time now to them. How dare he take us out of that fantastic deal when even at the time they were admitting, yeah, this isn't, uh, it's not that great, but let's not let perfect be the enemy of good. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Ever over and yeah. over and over. We heard that sort of rhetoric, that sort of garbage from them. And, and, and somebody pointed out on Twitter this weekend that in the final days, the final hours of the Obama administration, they rushed approval for, I don't know if it was like 130 tons, whatever it is to make enough um, uh, enriched uranium to make 10 nuclear weapons mm -hmm. that would have been the equivalent. And, and the State Department was asked in these final days of the Obama administration, you know, hey, what's that all about? And uh, it, it, anyway, and, and whoever they talked to said something like, uh, look, I, I, can't, I can't speak to that. I mean, I can't, basically, I can't confirm nor deny that. Yeah, in other words, yeah, we're guilty. We, he was saying, the spokesperson, we work for administration mm -hmm. that is, for whatever reason, in the cover of darkness, putting cash on a, on a runway... Uh, in Iran and approving uranium shipments for what purpose? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and John Kerry defended uh, their position in the Obama administration even more. Here's what they had the resources, they had the ability to build out the militias in Syria to underwrite Hezbollah, responding to build the missile program, to Pompeo. all the things that we are now confronting are a direct result of the resources that the regime had available as a result of that terrible nuclear yeah, By the way, John Kerry admitted back in 2016 that this could be an eventuality with the money being used. So he already spilled the beans on that a couple he, he, of years he ago. He knew that risk and it's now come to fruition. Hmm. Now, Kerry's response. Your response to the secretary. Well, the president lied about that because we didn't give $150 billion. They didn't get anything near that. What they got in a totally separate arrangement, totally separate, was the settlement of a lawsuit where they won and they were accruing interest. And the average taxpayer of America, of America was actually having to pay more and more and more interest to the Iranians for the fact that uh, they had won this lawsuit and they were going to get more money. We gave them a little bit of money that was released at that period of time, not as part of the nuclear arrangement. But the fact is, the IRGC had all the money it wanted. The IRGC wasn't wasn't starving at that point in time. And in fact, Iran owed billions upon billions of dollars. Most of that money went to pay off their debts and to facilitate their economic uh, initiatives. So it's just not true that that money specifically directly went to the IRGC. Money is fungible in any budget. The IRGC fungible? had its budget. They mm -hmm. had its missiles long yep. before we made any kind of an arrangement huh. with Iran. Aha! Uh -huh. See, the money's fungible, and it would never go to nefarious purposes. No. 
Because it's fungible. Yeah. Fungible money can't go to nefarious purposes, yeah. by and, definition. And when you send fungible money to Iran, mm-hmm. it, it only does good. The, r- right. They, I mean, because right. you know the history. You know it didn't go to the IRGC. You know it didn't. And the, the history of that country uh, shows us that... Time that, and time and again. Right. Only time good things happen again. when you give them money. Well, especially if it's fungible money. Fungible money. Why then... You know, you can pretty well count on the Iranians to come through any time. I mean, that's that dates back to Xerxes, the Xerxes days. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> he. You could count on him, just like you can count on on these Persians as well. Fungible. That's a, it was fungible money that just a little bit of money, a little bit of money. <laughs> okay, I wish you would have stopped him right there and said, uh, John. Buddy, horse face, whatever you want to go by right now. Uh, what do you mean by a little bit of money? Is that over a billion dollars? Is it over five billion? Is it ten billion? Well, How much is a little bit of money? Whatever the amount, we know that it's fungible. <clears throat> but that that's means- all. It went to a good place. Uh, not the IRGC. It went to uh, it went to ice cream for Iranian children who have no eyelids. That's what it went to. But I mean, he makes Trump's point for him. If it's fungible, then that money could be used for anything. Oh, boy. And it can go anywhere, including to the IRGC. Yes. He's got no idea what they spent it on, and they probably spent it on weaponry. I mean, Ted Cruz himself said, yeah, those missiles that were launched at our base there in Iraq uh, that came from Iran uh, last week, um, yeah, that's uh, courtesy of Barack Obama. <laughs> uh, it's. I mean, but it's so you know, obvious. It's uh, it's a waste of breath to try to pin this on on Obama because they're so good at, and the the mainstream media covers for him so well that you know. The, I mean, they propagate that lie that there was no scandal ever with Obama. He did everything perfectly. There was there was nothing. Uh, in his whole administration, in any of the eight years that they're ashamed of at all. I tell you, if you want an investigation of a president, I would love to see the Obama-Iran. I mean, you could plug in so many things. The Obama-Fast oh, and Furious. The Obama-Benghazi. The Obama-IRS Tea Party. There's a million <laughs> things. There's a million things. That you could That you could investigate. And they should have been investigated. And they should have... They should have uh, been brought to justice for doing that. People died because of his mistakes. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So this whole thing is is going to continue to be spun by the Democrats because this is an election year and it's probably going to be spun even uglier than it already has been. And Nancy Pelosi continues to try, how did she put it, to get him out of, she didn't even care how they get him out of office. It could be impeachment, it could be the the vote, or uh, I don't know, we might kidnap him yeah. and take him to an island. Yeah, I, that was weird. 
Just some weird stuff. Bottom line is, after next year, he will not be president one way or another. We'll make sure of that. Listen to this from Nancy Pelosi on the Trump president. But again, it's Sunday morning. Let's be optimistic about the future, a future that will not have Donald Trump in the White House. One way or another, 10 months from now, we will have an election. What do you mean by that? If we don't have him remote sooner. But again, he Wait, will be what? impeached forever. <laughs> Listen to her spin it. Yeah, he's been impeached forever, even if the Senate doesn't do anything. Now, we stopped it before the question. Was this next question, what do you mean? What do you mean one way or the other? What are you talking about there? What are you talking about? Because they'd certainly ask any Republican that same question. What do you mean you're going to remove Obama by whatever means? What do you mean by that? (laughs) And you know what? They'd spin that into some assassination situation. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. This is really agonizing. How you like in the new year? Is it pretty good? Oh, like it's this? fun so far, yeah. 2020 yeah. is a... Yeah. And we, you know, I tried to, to tell be. you because you were you were so excited for 2019 yeah. to go yeah. away. Fresh new start. I, uh, just, it's the rolling over of the calendar year is not going to help. <laughs> not going to help at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the opening couple weeks here of the new year has taken me back to the opening five minutes of 2019. I think we had a good five, maybe six minutes yeah. Where 2019 seemed like it was going to be better than 2018. That quickly faded, well, too. I will say one thing. We we had a few good minutes last night during a football game uh-huh. uh, that I enjoyed a great deal with the Green Bay Packers, even though more on trivia was wrong again. Gosh, what is our record now? 7, Seven and, 10. and 10. Yeah, it's over. 7 and 10. We are going to finish below 500 with two games to go here. Yeah. Uh, but the Packers won. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, that was Never a good have game. I rooted harder against more on trivia than uh, than this weekend. <laughs> yeah. After the blowouts on Saturday, we had the good game last night, but oh my yeah. goodness, the the Texans pulled the, the Falcons. Texans game was Ugh. amazing. Ugh. Uh I was cheering for the Texans as they built up a twenty four to nothing lead. And then I thought, do I really want my former BYU Cougars to lose in this game? Andy Reid deserves to, you know, get to the Super Bowl. He's a great coach. Yep. I don't think he's ever gotten to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, he didn't no, with the Eagles. The Super Bowl. He, Did yeah. he get there with yeah. the Eagles? Yeah, they lost to the Patriots. Okay. He needs to win he's, a Super Bowl. Yeah, he has the most um, playoff game appearances. I don't know if we're 27, 28 now, something like that. He might be the best coach in the NFL without a Super Bowl win. Yeah, well, and he, held, he holds that record there. Yeah. Um, for, for not having the championship despite all of the playoff appearances. And then Daniel Sorensen, the uh, chief safety, who made just a tremendous play on a fourth and three, made a great tackle in the open field to really uh, prevent any further damage being done by the Texans. Anyway, if you if you missed it. It was something else, that game. Houston got up 24 to nothing. 24, although even when they were up 24 nothing, I thought, man, this just feels like that's not enough. <laughs> And I thought if they score one more, <clears throat> one more touchdown, thirty-one nothing, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I knew twenty-four nothing wasn't it. Yeah, I mean they did. And boy, did they come storming back! They wound up. Chiefs wound up winning fifty-one thirty-one. Yeah, they pulled that fake punt from their own thirty when, when they were up by a ton. That didn't work out. We nope, had the because of uh, Daniel Sorensen. Uh huh. And then we had them settle for a field goal when they almost went for the touchdown. Right. So much early in that game to go back and look at, and you're just like, wow. Now, so so your guy plays for the Chiefs. Your former BYU guy. Yeah. Is that the only BYU guy you've got? Well, other than Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Hey, no. 
No, no. Uh, Fred Warner, the uh, linebacker for the 49ers. Okay, okay. Because 126 tackles this year. Okay. Wow. That's yeah, good. That's good. Yeah. See, see, Nebraska is uh, currently on the longest streak of having a player in the Super Bowl. It's a 26 straight Super Bowl. Oh, really? There's only one guy left, and he plays for the Tennessee Titans. Oh, that sucks. So Titans look. <laughs> Great right now. Uh, they look a, unbeatable right yeah, now. Yeah, after a two and four start, they they upset New England on the road. Jeez. They embarrassed the Ravens. Looked like they didn't belong. It was right. a different team than what we've seen all season. If they beat Kansas City this week, it's the they'll be the only team ever to have beaten the top four, uh, all the other divisional uh, winners. Correct. Yeah. In history, in the history of the NFL, in a row, in a row, in a row, yes, in a row. So they beat the Texans to get to the Super Bowl, and it was the Texans' backup in Week 17, backup, you know, team. But whatever, still, Um, I love that. Got a cool stat. I I hope they don't get there. But Joshua Kalu, Tennessee Titans. Good luck next week. I just don't know how you stop uh, Derek. Derrick Henry, that, that guy. You don't. You don't. And you don't need a lot from Ryan Tannehill. Wow. Uh, you don't need anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> except for him to turn around and give the ball to Derrick Henry. And I just totally missed this stat. Ryan Patrick, one of the Patheads, pointed this out on Twitter uh, to me over the weekend. I didn't realize that Tannehill only had 72 yards passing against the Patriots and 88 against the Ravens. You don't need to pass it much if you've got Derrick Henry, the he's, bus on your team. He's, he's 6'3". <laughs> 250 pounds and fast. I mean, really fast. Who like is the four, one? Four, four, is he like a 4-4 four, four guy? I think he is. I don't know, but um, who was the Raven guy? He was like, he didn't want to tackle him. He's just like, kind of yeah. like, ah, he's back there. So, <laughs> don't, ah. I don't blame him at all. <laughs> uh, hey, $7 million a year is not enough to get, into the, get in the way of that freight train. <laughs> You're right. No, thank you. <laughs> we'll see you later. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Just to muck and fudge tweets. Next, Nancy will blame the protests on a YouTube video that twelve people saw. <laughs> Worked in the past. <laughs> yeah. Sumi Shik tweets. Doubt impeachment will be sent to the Senate today. If anything, it'll be document dump Friday. Uh, from Thumb Thug Thug. That must be a <laughs> Al Gore thing. Thumb Thug Thug. It warms the cockles of your heart to see the people of Iran so much give so much love for their beloved leaders, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, if I had any cockles, right. but of course, I've had my cockles removed many years Do ago. Do they still cover that? Uh, Not anymore. Cockle no. removal? No. Huh, I'm surprised. Uh, Lone Wolf 2965. So basically, the Democrats' position is, yes, the Iranian government is bad, and it kills its own people and supports and funds terrorism, but Orange Man is bad. Yeah, Orange Man bad. <laughs> nice. Orange Man. That put him in a minority status. Oh, oh. With the orange people. I see. Doesn't it? I, I guess think so. it would. Okay. There's not a lot of orange people. Mm-mm. The Steve 42, $150 billion is a... Little bit of money. Oh yeah, I saw. Yeah, nice. Coffee lover M. Fungible sounds like a nasty mushroom dish. <laughs> uh, and from the whole thing, just waiting for the Democrats to start defending ISIS at this point. Would that, would it, would that really surprise you? I mean, if uh, if we killed some ISIS leader and uh, it was Donald Trump who gave the go ahead, of course they're going to side with ISIS. 
That's just the that's it. That's the only thing they know now. Their hatred for Donald Trump supersedes everything else. Absolutely every other issue. It's just it's uh, really amazing. And that sounds see. like a throwaway line, but it's actually we you can apply it to real world examples now. Can you imagine maybe I don't know saying that to a Democrat three years ago? Uh, you know, you guys would side with Iran before you would <laughs> side with Trump. Oh, come on. Well, here you go. Right. Here's a prime example, an actual example of that. Mm, yep. It's terrible. Uh, all right. Top House Republican believes Nancy is withholding the impeachment articles for nefarious reasons. Uh-huh. No. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, who's the House Minority Leader, <clears throat> said he believes... Nancy is uh, withholding the approved articles of impeachment from the Senate for uh, nefarious reasons. Speaking with Maria Bartiromo, McCarthy said the dirty little secret about Pelosi delaying the articles is that she has done so in order to boost Joe Biden's presidential campaign and hurt Bernie Sanders, whose campaign is gaining, gaining momentum by the day. Yeah, new poll numbers later. Hmm. The Iowa caucus, of course, is on February 3rd. Coming up, it's less than three weeks away. Um, And Sanders is in first place right now. And what this does, her, you know, delaying the articles, McCarthy says, it's benefiting Joe Biden. This harms Senator Sanders, who is in first place and could become their nominee. But because he'll be stuck in a chair, because Nancy held the papers... Different than what she said to the American public when she said she had to move so urgently. She told, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. You know, there, it's got to be some, it's got to be some nefarious reason because what other, what other reason is there? I need her to file them <clears throat> today. And then I need Mitch McConnell to start everything uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And that way you, <clears throat> you'll get um, uh, Sanders, Warren, and Klobuchar, right? Yep. Um, stuck in the Senate, and maybe they'll that. cancel Tuesday night's debate, and we oh, don't have to please, worry about that. Please, pretty please, Nancy. Could you do one thing for us? I know you hate our guts, but just one thing. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, she doesn't hate anybody. Because, you know, the word is her favorite word. <laughs> the word. Uh, she told the American public it was urgent. She had to move so fast. The only reason she, why she should be that she's doing this that no one is talking about is it's harming Bernie Sanders, the senator who has been coming into first place, who could win Iowa and propel himself to be the nominee. It's the exact same thing they did to him four years ago, according to McCarthy. <laughs> uh, that's going to give Bernie some talking points. It, even the Republicans are saying that he's, you know, he's gonna he's gonna use that. And apparently, <clears throat> there's a big issue between Bernie Sanders right now and Elizabeth Warren because. Bernie Sanders sent his people out, his volunteers out with a bunch of talking points on Elizabeth Warren. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not really bad, but he's calling her an elitist and saying that she won't add anybody uh, to the party. She'll, I mean, she'll just get her base, and nobody else will come to the party because that's who votes for her. Nice. Uh, it, it's. He's done this enough that Politico reported it, and he hasn't denied it. And so Elizabeth Warren is talking about it now. She said, I was disappointed to hear that Bernie is sending his volunteers out to trash me. 
Bernie knows me and has known me for a long time. He knows who I am, where I come from, what I've worked on and fought for in the coalition and grassroots movement we're trying to build. Democrats want to win in 2020. We all saw the impact of the factionalism in 2016, and we can't have a repeat of that. She said, he knows where I come from? Yeah. Until about a year ago, you didn't know where you came from, Elizabeth. That's a pretty good point. Yeah, that's... Come on. <laughs> she, she thought she came from the Cherokee Nation. And, uh, the right. Cherokee tribe, you know, who are, are so they? proud to live. Uh-huh. How about... So proud to die. To die. So proud. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I looked up the net worth, uh, you know, because Bernie's calling her an elitist. So a, a guy worth $2 million is calling uh, a lady worth $12 million. Um, just, just yeah, in case right. you're scoring at home, you've <laughs> right. got millionaires... Calling other millionaires elitists. <laughs> Something else. And what was this? And like elitist is the worst thing you can be called now in the Democrat Party. She's just really pissed off about being called an elitist. Uh, so. And so, hold on, let's just go through. Let me, I'm just looking at the six people on the stage tomorrow night. Um, so you've got the millionaires between uh, Bernie and Elizabeth. Yep. Uh, Tom Steyer, when well, he's a billionaire. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg is, says he's the only non... That's right. Remember that? He yeah, he's, he's the, the only, only non-millionaire. Okay. So I don't think Biden is Biden a millionaire. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Biden's net worth is. um, I'm sure him and his son never talk about uh, business. No, that's right. Oh, and what's going on in Ukraine with him? Let's see (laughs) the net worth of Joe Biden. Uh, okay. This headline that comes up it says Joe Biden's tax returns show more than 15 million in income. So I don't know what that was what? a story dated 2019. Let's see. I don't know what it is. Here is that his campaign uh, tax return? No, that was uh, that can't be his personal tax return, can it? Okay, well here's or what a, do you have gotten yeah. that? All right, so um, this website uh, says 1.5 million. That sounds more like it. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bernie is surging right now in Iowa for whatever reason. <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean, the reason just is... just his turn, I guess. They I all know. suck. Yeah. And, and you're right. It's his turn. And they take turns surging and then falling to the back. <laughs> and whoever is in the lead of this race on February 3rd gets the state. Right. New poll was conducted the 2nd through the 8th. So this was five days ago at the latest. Um, 701 likely... Democrat caucus goers. Okay. And Bernie Sanders is in the lead with 20%. Second place went to Elizabeth Warren at 17. Third place, Mayor Buttigieg with 16. Wow, he's pretty close. And then uh, in fourth is Biden with 15%. Hmm. Aside from uh, the 11% of voters who are not sure, (laughs) so 11% is the next... Highest vote getter. I don't know who I'm going to vote for yet. So that could be significant. It sure could be, because especially the way the Democrats do their little caucus thing where they bully each other in a room. Uh, Klobuchar had 6%. Andrew Yang uh, also had 6%. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, Cory Booker still, you know, bringing up the rear, still doing absolutely nothing he should be probably the next to go but i do have some sad news i've got a uh i don't like sad news i know mondays are sad uh, no come on we don't need sad news and this is really heartbreaking i don't like this setup man marianne williamson yeah we lost her we lost her no longer is she in the race uh for the 2020 democrat presidential nomination we lost her that is sad news 
I mean, <laughs> who else is going to dangle crystals on Instagram for I don't us? know. Who else is going to yodel during this campaign? Right? I don't think anybody is. I don't think anybody's going to pick up the yodeling slack. Uh, really? You don't bad. think there's a there's a, a, no, a new torchbearer? I, I, really, I really don't. I mean, I'd like to see really Cory Booker try to yodel. <laughs> I'd like to see it. He can pick up the, the yodel vote. Lord knows he needs all the help he can get. So what was it last week? She she laid off, or the week before, she laid off her entire staff. So you knew this was coming. Yeah. It had to happen. I and think she was hoping to make it for this next debate. Trying. Yeah, and then, nope. And nope. Bye-bye. I think you had to have four polls this time of 4% or oh, something. I just read the criteria. <laughs> Dadgummit. I closed it, and now I don't know where that tab is. Uh, anyhow, who's qualified? Let's see. Nope. While you look for that, let me let me release the uh, the results of our other poll. Oh, the Pat Gray Unleashed poll. <clears throat> is this Joe Biden singing the Villages song? Everybody knows. Oh, it we is. got the video. Do you want to see the video? Because there's yeah. more evidence. Yeah, yeah. let's see the video. The Villages, America's <laughs> friendliest hometown. The, the Villages. America's friendliest hometown. <laughs> That's the villages. <laughs> and the evidence. I think there it is. Pretty clear. Yes, it's Joe Biden, seventy-eight to twenty-two percent. Okay, over no, it's somebody else. I, I don't know how anybody could vote and say it's no, it's somebody else when clearly that's that's Joe Biden singing the villages song. Uh, I think that's twenty percent just in twenty. 22% of people who are inflicted by Glenn and his naysaying on this issue. <laughs> He's always maintained that's not Joe Biden against all the evidence, against the, uh, you know, well, the fact that you see him with your eyes right there. There he is. Pat heads have spoken. Yeah. It is. It is. Joe Biden. By the way, the economy's still roaring. Added another 145,000 jobs in December, and the unemployment rate, still 3.5%. 3.5%. That's fabulous. It's still a 50-year low. Wage growth uh, fell below the 3% mark for the first time since July 2018. Hourly wages rose by $0.03 in December, 2.9% annually, having gained steadily for the past three years. So you can't say, well, yeah, but they're not good-paying jobs. Well, yeah, but the job, the wage growth is stagnant. No, it's it's not. It's been growing for three years now. Uh, you might recognize that as the entire time Donald Trump has been in office. So now they think uh, 3.5% employment is basically everybody who wants a job has a job. Yeah. And that's what it looks like because employers are having to do some extraordinary things to find people uh, to fill their jobs. There's more jobs than there are people available right now. So what does that tell you about the economy? And then the stock markets at record levels. Uh, The NASDAQ is at record levels. It's hard to argue with the economy. I was just reading an article yesterday that experts believe there's almost no chance we could have a recession during the course of this year. Almost a 0% chance of recession. So, I mean, things look really good. And it's hard to believe that in that environment, Donald Trump could lose. I I don't think so. Certainly hope not. I got some tweets here. This one from uh, Short Girl M. 
Is anyone going to mention the Iran-Contra affair? (laughs) Ilan Omar has all the juicy juicy details. (laughs) Uh, Keystone Pig (laughs) saw an article the other day that spoke of a 50 cal rifle lost during Fast and Furious being found in El Chapo's compound. Yeah. When it was searched. I just found that story. That's that's a thing. I didn't re- I never heard that. From the whole thing? Let's be real here. The Titans don't look unbeatable. Derek Henry looks unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, guy, I man. Again, I wouldn't want to get in front of him. Running full speed. Oof. Uh yeah. and from USSA News, thank God I no longer have to listen to obvious football commentary by a man who calls himself Booger. Booger. If they call a timeout, the clock will stop. <laughs> Has he actually said that? Uh, he says all if they sorts call of a timeout, like that. The clock will stop. I know for a fact he said, <laughs> in order for Lamar Jackson to become the MVP, he's got to get more votes than anybody else. <laughs> or something like, I mean, that's what he does. I know, he's so that's bad. He's just horrible. <laughs> he's so bad. And did we even bring that up yet? The Tony Romo thing? No, uh-uh. I just saw that this morning. Yeah, they're tweeting this out. They must have seen the same thing we did. Tony Romo is being rumored uh, to be wooed, at least, by Monday Night Football. Oh, that's a fun word. Wooed. He's being wooed. Between 10 and $14 million is what he would be making there? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what he's making right now at CBS. Uh, let's see. Five or six? Seven? Got to be five to seven million. Let's see here. Well, let's see. He was seeking... An eight-figure salary in yeah. last March. Yeah, to stay there. So that I know he wanted ten. 10. Yeah, um, I mean Troy Aikman. Let's see. So so he was making four million, and it expires. Oh. It expires after this season. Romo, wow, Romo. Okay. For comparison, Troy Aikman, the lead analyst for Fox, uh, makes seven and a half million annually. Uh, John Gruden made six and a half million annually before he went to before he went to coaching. Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. John Madden, at the height of his popularity, was making $8 million a year. And that was more than any player at that time was making, according to this story I'm checking here. What? Really? Wow. 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 <laughs> Salaries have really skyrocketed then. And what? How long has it been since Madden left? Five, ten? Ten years? Yeah, I think has it pushing, been that long? I think we're pushing ten here. Um, I'm, I'm looking up. That's crazy. I'm looking up the most. I'll look that up. But wow. first, I'm looking up uh, to see how much he made his his uh, highest year with the Cowboys. Well, anyway, Romo? yeah, oh. I, I don't know what it was, but I know the thing I read this morning said that he would make more than if he got this salary from ESPN. It would be more than he ever made as a player. That'd have to be 14 because he had to be making. Uh, Ten million a year, right? He's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. He had to be making more than ten million a year. That's like chicken feed. And this is that's <laughs> how did the guy even get by? This average of eighteen a year, eighteen million a year. Then I don't, Romo, yeah, yeah then I, I don't know. That what, wouldn't surprise me. Then I don't know what that story about between yeah. ten and well, 14 it's a lie. It's just it's a lie. It's, it's from lie. it's from Iran. Yeah, it is. John, no, yeah, no, death to liars. Uh, let's see. Last game for John Madden. When do you think that was here? Da da da. It was in I'm, t- it's 2012. 2009. 
John Madison. 2009? Yeah. This story here is dated April 16th, 2009, and says that he's retiring. Wow. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. That it's been that long? Can you imagine? Gosh, time flies, man. Wow. Anyway, it looks like uh, Romo might go to Monday Night Football, which, you know, hopefully would mean the end of Booker McFarland on that particular broadcast. It might be watchable and listenable again, if that were the case. But then would they would they also swap out uh, Joe Tessitore for somebody else? Bring over uh, Jim Nance? Hmm. That would be great. Now that would be if they brought Nance now I'm and listening. Romo <laughs> to Monday Night Football, and then they can use him on the other. Like if ABC gets any uh, any other broadcast of of NFL games, they could use him there too. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, we got to tell you why uh, Peta is pissed off at AOC. <laughs> uh, we'll get in. We'll get into that coming up. Also. An Obama campaign manager from from his 2012 campaign is warning Democrats about Bernie Sanders, saying, look, you, you can't have Bernie Sanders run against Donald Trump. Donald Trump will, will use that uh, as a comparison between the two. Look, I'm a businessman. I'm a capitalist. This guy's a socialist. And even Obama's campaign manager doesn't think that will work for Democrats. Hmm. Get into that as well. And... Much more uh, coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Also at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Alyssa tweets. No, do you think Speaker Pelosi held the impeachment papers to force Hillary Clinton to run? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. That ship has sailed. Yeah, I think it has sailed. Yeah, she wouldn't be at. She wouldn't be eligible for any of these upcoming uh, primaries. But how great would it be to be in that position uh, of Hillary in a Democratic Party that has no clear leader, no clear front runner? You don't have to go through the hassle of campaigning. You just show up at the convention. Yeah. Come on down, Hillary. Yeah, if it's a contested convention, that might that be her only shot, I think. From Swank Think, are John Kerry's purple hearts fungible? <laughs> I don't know. He won so many of them. They're like 38. I think he won 38 Purple Hearts. <laughs> Jeffy's favorite buffet shirt. Marianne may be out of the running, but her yodel will live on in perpetuity. Uh, and from Tyler Morgan, is it wrong to sing along with Joe Biden on that Villages jingle asking for a friend? No, absolutely <laughs> not. It's absolutely not totally wrong. Totally acceptable. We were talking about uh, uh, Tony Romo being wooed for Monday Night Football. And maybe a, a replacement for Booger McFarland that nobody seems to appreciate much. And it's, <laughs> it's really too That's a bad, good way to right? Put that. That's a nice way yeah. to put that. You yeah, know? people don't appreciate him all that much on uh, Monday Night Football when he's responsible for excellent quotes like these. Our idea of fun wasn't going to Disney World. It was, you want to play basketball? Go outside and make a goal. You want to play baseball? Take the old broom. Take the handle off. Take a tennis ball that we found somewhere and go play baseball. We were forced to create things. Okay? That's a... It's powerful. Well, it is. It's powerful. He also said winning 
When the game is big, that's all that matters. There's the hoopla, the halftime concerts, whatever, but people always remember who wins. They never remember who loses. Thank you, Booger. (laughs) Thank you. That is so not true. Super Bowl 51. (laughs) (laughs) Keith remembers really well. The world remembered yesterday when the Texans pulled the same thing. (laughs) Uh, He said, these diva wide receivers want to go to the bathroom. What? <laughs> what? As a defensive lineman, we didn't go to the bathroom. Oh, whoa. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> so defensive defensive linemen don't go to the bathroom? Yeah, they don't have to go. They're like It's an interesting characteristic. Well, we know of, they're not uh, human, right? Huh, okay. So Listen to this. Okay. It's hard to debate this. Every team has its weaknesses and every team has its strengths. <laughs> that that's, is that's powerful. It is. Again, that is really, really powerful. And they're talking about replacing Booger McFarlane? You're Why would you do get, that? You're not gonna get this from the anyone guy's, else. The guy's full of wisdom. <laughs> and this, this okay. might be my favorite. Right. Playing defense, it was a tough job, but it was pretty simple. What? <laughs> Playing defense, it was a tough job. But uh-huh. it was pretty simple. When the ball came off, get in the backfield and create havoc and find the ball. <laughs> okay. I mean, after you start off your 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 phrase, playing defense, it was a tough job, but it was pretty simple. I mean, can we can wow. we please put the uh, the image of <laughs> Booger back up? <clears throat> Look at his fingers. His fingers are oh gnarled, yeah. Always like Ooh. that. Whenever they go to the booth, oh my! It's just like I. That's from playing football, right? I mean, it's it, it was a tough job, but it was so pretty badly. simple. Look at that. Uh, but he just looks like somebody's. He's waiting for somebody to come along and 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 snap it back into place. Two of them, three. Oof! At least the two. I mean, I I have a broken finger from playing basketball, but it's. Not you know pointing in a different direction. Did you have the bone set? That no. looks like he never even had the. Yeah, this doesn't show up the well. The bone set or something. Yeah, it grew in the wrong direction. I mean, I didn't go to the doctor at all for this thing. Huh. It's just got this big ridge now. Oh really? On one of them. Um, but that was like, that, hmm. he. It's like he was headed toward Milwaukee and his finger was going over toward <laughs> Richmond or something. Yeah. You know, Jeez. I don't know what that was. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The president of PETA is hacked off at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, and the reason is she just uh, showed her puppy, her new puppy on social media <laughs> accounts this week. And apparently it's a purebred French bulldog. There, well, there it is, right there. Aww. It's a cute little guy. Cute little guy. Probably cost thousands of dollars because it's a purebred. Uh-huh. And she... So why is PETA all upset? Yeah. Because she didn't go to the pound didn't and the get pound. a rescue dog. Yep. She did not rescue a dog. She paid an exorbitant price for and one. What are you doing? Putting it in a I cage? Come on. PETA's Ingrid Newkirk said she should have adopted a dog from a New York City shelter instead. Thank you. Newkirk also noted that French bulldogs are particularly bad because breeders sacrifice their health for their cute, squishy-faced features. Yeah, Cute, squishy little face. PETA's president also said AOC shouldn't be crate 
training the dog and instead should adopt a mutt playmate for the pooch. Oh, see how sad he is behind bars? Yeah, look at that. No, that's, that's sad. I love it when the left goes after the left. I know. That In the world fun. that they've created. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. I mean, how do you... How would you love to have PETA telling you what you should and should not do uh, about your pets? No, I'm sorry. Uh, shut up. I don't like to defend AOC, but, you know, okay. apart from the elitism there of buying a purebred dog and probably paying thousands of dollars for it when she's talking about income inequality mm-hmm. and all that, uh, you know, it's her business, right? It's It's her business what... What kind of dog she wants to get. You don't have to get a dog shelter dog. You don't have to get a rescue dog. I mean, I'm sure it's nice for the dog because then it it's not put to sleep. Put to sleep. Well, that that is helpful. Way to work that one out. Uh, but Bo- uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a booger quote you were reading, right? Yes. That's good for the dog because then you don't Because then a dog's not killed. <laughs> you shouldn't... You shouldn't Want to kill a dog? Because the if you don't get the one from the rescue shelter, it'll be killed. I mean, it's a tough job adopting a dog, but, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty easy. Simple. Pretty yeah. simple. But but Peta's not the only one on the left that's upset with uh, AOC right now. Um, you know, you got the the chairwoman. Yeah. For the DNC. Yeah, because she's this. refusing to pay her two hundred and fifty thousand dollar dues. <laughs> uh, AOC told the DNC she's not going to. <laughs> She's already. She thinks she's raised enough money for him, uh-huh. and she says she raised three hundred thousand dollars for Democrat candidates. Oh, look at that! Look, it's a trade-off, see. And oh. she owes two fifty, so she's fifty thousand dollars over overboard there. <laughs> uh, her dues are two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Is that? I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Is that from her campaign funds? That that can't be for. From each Democrat, right? Yeah, I don't know how it works. But yeah, so, I mean, that's huh. just a simple question. The DNC chairwoman, you know, just, is AOC good for the Democrat Party or not? Is she good for the Democratic caucus in the House? Oh, look, she has uh, look, a lot of followers. Uh, I have respect for her. That's not the question. She brings um, a new voice to Congress. I, that, is she good? That's a, and, that's a, and I'm low on time. Is she good for the caucus? <laughs> You know, look, we, we've got you know, all look, members from all different spectrums. Um, I, I respect her. Is she good and, for uh, it? She brings a new voice, and, and I, I think that's always welcome. It's interesting. I have the, the chairwoman of the DCCC, <laughs> whose job it is to support incumbents, and and Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez is one. And I'm asking you just a straightforward question. Is she good for the Democratic caucus in the House? Third time. We, we, look, she she look. Uh, she brings a voice. Um, yeah, we heard we, that. We have members from um, all it's yes or no, different hun. spectrums of of the of the Democratic Party. Yes or no, Party. Putin. Look, I come from a district that Donald Trump won. Um, my my politics uh-huh. are, are uh, somewhat different than hers, but she brings a voice that's welcome, she, and and and, I'll, and 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 um, I have great I have great appreciation. She raised for that. more money in the third quarter of 2019 than any other Democrat in the House, including the Speaker of the House. She's given as she. Can, $300,000 to other incumbents, including some in swing mm-hmm. districts. And mm-hmm. I'm asking the chairwoman of the DCCC Number four. if this four, member, four times, who's at right now in the top 10 of yes House no members question. raising money, if she's good for the caucus. Wait, and you wait, can't what? give me a straight yes or no. <laughs> yeah, look, I, 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 I have <laughs> yeah, look, respect for, for the fourth um, time, all, look. all 235 of the Democrats.
That, that is so fun. That is pathetic, man. Four you, times. You, you know, look, every single time. You know, look, no, it's not. The, the answer can't be look. The answer is yes or it's no. It's not look. <laughs> so yeah. she can't. She can't answer the question. Uh, so obviously she doesn't think she's good for the Democrat Party. So to answer your question about how much are dues, um, for the 2020 cycle, uh, according to the DCCC dues document, mm-hmm. they range from $150,000 at the low level to a million dollars for the Speaker of the House. So, like, leadership has to what pay the between, out of their own pocket, or uh, is that from campaign funds? That's question. crazy. Between, so, yeah, so so Nancy Pelosi owes a million to the party. Leadership mm. like Clyburn and Hoyer and those seven hundred and nine hundred thousand. Okay, and then the average. Let's see. Uh, let's see five, six, five. Anyway, lower ranking members of leadership between four hundred and five hundred thousand, and then AOC's down at two fifty. So freshman maybe one fifty. Uh, okay. Yeah. So minimum of one fifty. Huh. Hmm. Huh. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. I have. Have you ever either. heard of a Democrat or Republican paying, you know, quarter of a million or a million dollars in their dues? I've never heard of that. I mean, that sounds like the Democrat way. I mean, that <laughs> yes, sounds like a union. Uh, yes, it Situation, does. and yeah. and maybe the RNC is the exact same way. I've just never maybe. heard either. Yeah, I, I'm completely unaware of that. I'm going to look that up as well. Huh. 888-933-93. Little mishap in uh, Canada freaked everybody out because they issued an emergency alert for their uh, Pickering nuclear generating station. Oh, no. Whenever an alert is accidentally. Yeah. Oopsies. <laughs> Oopsie daisies. The province of Ontario emergency bulletin, which which applies to people within uh, 10 kilometers. So hmm. that could be 10 inches or 10,000 miles. Well, we know it's know. not 10,000 miles just because I didn't okay. get that alert. I didn't either. I might, so, have, okay. might have not gone quite that far. <laughs> An incident was reported at the Pickering Nuclear Generating Station. There has been no abnormal release of radioactivity from the station, and emergency staff are responding to the situ- situation. So uh, somebody set it off huh. in error. Are bad. And it created quite a panic in Canada, eh? Uh, people were running for their lives when they didn't necessarily <laughs> need to. Uh, and I love this this story from a Chinese prov- province. They've got 80 million people in this province. Oh, wow. That's a lot. 80 million people. Right. And uh, out of the 80 million, only 17 not 17,000, 17 million, 17 live in poverty. Oh, wow. Out just, of 80 million? Just 17 individuals <laughs> yeah. are in poverty? Yeah, they've done a pretty good job, haven't they? In this one That's, province in China. Yep. Wow. In Jiangsu, in the Jiangsu province, mm-hmm. just a handful of people live below its benchmark of 6,000 yuan a year. That's 863 U.S. dollars. <laughs> Wait. Uh, following a successful state campaign, uh, the figures questioned online with one person asking, uh, I don't believe it. Are there no unemployed people in the province? No right. beggars? Well, yeah, there might be 17. So there's only 17 people uh-huh. that don't make at least 863 bucks a year? Right. Hmm. Eliminating poverty, of course, one of China's uh, major ambitions. The 17 people still living below poverty standard 
are all capable of working, according to authorities, uh, although four of them have some sort of disease. So, so <laughs> what? So it's in the story, yeah, four of them. Four have of them disease. have a disease. They have diseases. So that's why they're not supporting themselves. Uh, they don't feel very good right now. Uh, so that's only thirteen who are really capable of earning money, and they're not. So thirteen people are huh. uh, really below the poverty line and can do something about it in this particular province of 80 million people. That's a really good percentage. Uh, yeah. They're hitting there. But good I, for them. I love how the poverty line is 863 bucks. Yeah. I mean, when you set yeah. the line way down, not going to be a lot of people. No, there's not. Under that. There aren't. Man. You, can you imagine if you were making $863 a year in the U.S.? My gosh. I mean, I'm going to need uh, that much to be able to take Jeffy out to lunch in a few weeks. That's it's very true. Wow. All right. Let me tell you about Simply Safe Home Security. It's like getting a commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to they're going to be on the scene immediately. And this is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break in. Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. Because when you have an, uh, somebody else's security system and there's no vid- uh, video monitoring, the alarm will go off and people and police won't even pay attention because they'll believe it's a false alarm. I, that's the only kind of alarm we ever had at my house uh, was a false alarm. And so, you know, the security company would call and and say is there anything you give them the the safe word or whatever it was and and then nobody comes because they don't dispatch the police well with simply safe you have the video monitoring so they can see what's going on in your house so if they see it's an actual break-in police are going to respond 350 percent faster than normal comes with entry Motion and glass break sensors guarding uh, everything you want it to guard in your home. Go to simplysafe.com slash unleashed. Go there today and get free shipping on your order. Plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. If you're not completely satisfied, they'll give you your money back. Simplysafe.com slash unleashed to save on your home security today. SimplySafe.com slash Unleashed. He's got no time for morons except Friday. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Scotty Sweatman tweets: Economy roaring, unemployment <coughs> at an all time low. Yet big government still spending record amounts of tax dollars towards welfare programs. How is this justified? Because nobody cares. <laughs> no one cares. There's your answer. Pretty much the simple, uh, the gist of it. B to Bodine. uh, Finally, we may get to flick the booger. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag flick the booger. (laughs) Wait, is that trending? Come on. If Uh, Robo takes the Monday night gig. (laughs) Uh, Steve tweets even Marxist Obama knows (laughs) the socialist Sanders can't win a general election. And Ricky Gervais's. Roaster writer, wow, those fingers, boogers, broken fingers, his hands distract from his analysis. 
No, they don't. His analysis distracts <laughs> no, from his thank analysis. You. <laughs> if the anything, words he chooses. Yeah, those is kind of what's doing it. Those pretty much distract quite. A bit, <laughs> actually, uh, wow. hey, have you seen the movie? Uh, you have? Do you have Amazon Prime? Yeah. Have you seen the Aeronauts? Is it a movie? Uh, it, yeah, it's an Amazon. I think it's an Amazon original. Mm, what's it about? I have not seen it. It's about uh, this meteorologist. A meteorologist in 1862. Whoa, I'm inclined to watch this. James Gleischer and uh, and what's her name? Uh, Felicity Jones is the the pilot, the uh, hot air balloon pilot that takes him up into the atmosphere so that he can do his experiments on the weather. Okay, it was a, it's based on a true story. I bet. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is no, 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 no. What? Uh, the uh, the woman pilot okay. uh, was a man. So. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. All right. So they've changed history. I mean, this is actual history. Yeah. It's actually an important point in the history of the world, and they had to do some politically correct, oh, a woman did this. Of course they uh, did. No. And the whole time I was watching it last night, I'm thinking, wow, uh, Britain was way ahead on the... On the female balloonist thing. So when you were watching That's this, really you something. didn't know that this I was didn't a thing? Know. So I how did checked you, it afterwards. Okay, you checked it out. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I hate that. I, I hate yeah. having to... When I watch a movie, I always sit there at Google, and I just think, do I really want to look this up? Yeah, it's pretty you historic. Shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. But I don't just want, don't but anymore. But I don't want to be in a position later where I'm like, well, did you know that... Uh, <laughs> it's true. The first uh, female... It wasn't a female at all, but a male... Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, there's another thing in there too. That's. I mean, one of the one of the highlights of the movie, and it didn't happen either. But I won't. I won't give that away. But uh, it's. It, I mean, it's good. It's entertaining okay, if you good. can just shut off all reality and just watch the thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do recommend it. It's. A, it's a pretty fun movie. And uh, the Aeronauts movie on uh, yeah. Prime. I'm making a note right now. It's, it's is... with the guy who played Stephen Hawking in. Uh, what was the name of that? Uh, the Stephen Hawking story. No? <laughs> no, but it. Yes, the theory of everything. Okay. Uh, it's him. And he was also in the Harry Potter movie, oh, okay, uh, cool. The Beasts and the Children. Oh, fantastic Beasts. Fan, yeah, beasts. And, Something like that. Mm-hmm, mysterious, yeah. fantastic beasts. Of okay. Burden, or I don't know. What burden. Wow. No. Whatever it was. Yeah, I want to check that movie He's out. He's actually a pretty good actor. I, I I like him. Oh, yeah, I recognize him. Yeah. I have I like to watch him. all that Harry Potter stuff. My and then Felicity into. Jones is in a bunch of these. In fact, they were in The Theory of Everything together. Okay. Uh, it's just that, okay, why did you make up a girl to be in this? Yeah, I don't, I don't, like I don't get it. I don't why like did you that. do that? I mean, when it's an actual historic event, yeah. leave it alone. There are a few, show us what really happened. There are a few things in Churchill as well that they took liberties with that I didn't care for. Oh, really? Um, but uh, fun fact. Yes. Because you talked about he was a weatherman in 1862 or whatever. Yes. Um, I know during the Civil War, the North used a hot air balloon to spy on Southern troop locations over there in Virginia. So where everything was all kind of crowded around D.C. and stuff. Right. They went up in a hot air balloon and they could see where all the rebels were. That's pretty that, cool. That is pretty cool. So that's kind of like your first yeah. aerial view of troop deployments. Uh, I like that. Yeah. There now that, 
I'll watch, and and what they'll do is they'll they make it a trans person who was up in the balloon. Yeah, and well, I didn't tell you the rest of the story. Uh, okay, yeah, I just a, thought we'd leave was it, it there. The first trans uh, pilot of a of so, a hot yeah. air balloon. Yeah. Okay, good. And, and so, and, he, and the thing was, he wasn't really trans. He was just kind of acting like it because oh, he was trying to okay. get out of the army. <laughs> Like Klinger. Yeah, so and he was, so, so, what, what are you talking about, this Klinger guy? What are you talking about, man? No, and so he would put on lipstick and wear a dress, Uh huh. but he thought, I'll, huh. I'll, I'll invent the hot air balloon uh, troop deployment. Uh, All right, well, good. All right, 888 Also, have you seen these ads that on Fox that are encouraging people to skip work on Monday after the Super Bowl? No. It's like, take, a soup, take Super Monday off. They're saying we fully support and uh, sponsor something to that effect that you call your boss and tell him you're not coming into work on Super Monday and just sit home and uh, watch the Fox lineup of whatever it is. <laughs> uh, wait, I just got a note here. Uh, Jeffy says we'll not be in uh, the Monday after the Super Bowl. So I don't know if that's connected. It's just coincidental timing. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. <laughs> now, if anything bad happens as a result of this. Oh, no. Watch them get blamed for whatever. Where Fox encouraged people to do this, sue Fox, as if we're so stupid and we're such mindless lemmings that because we saw a Fox promo on TV say "Skip Monday," that we're going to. <laughs> I mean, how stupid are the American people? I, I don't well, think we're. Don't, th- are we this you stupid? Don't want an answer to that? I hope not. Don't ask a question you I don't want the answer to. Really hope not. Um. I, I haven't seen that, and I was watching, you know, that game. Yes, last night. Were they? Did you also see the the Bloomberg ads? Oh my god! He must have had. Oh my god! I don't know. The man eighty commercials dumping his fortune into commercials for sure. One after another. So he had two in one spot break once. Yeah, and I want to know how much State Farm is using. Or, or, oh, to, I'm to so annoy, tired of those. To annoy us. So tired oh. of the Aaron Rodgers Patrick Mahomes thing. The State Farm agent. Let it go. It's Enough. over. Enough it's already. Over. Please. Pat Gray Unleashed. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Triple A 933 Got this from the Daily Jeff. Regarding the DNC, it's a lot of money, that $250,000, mm-hmm. I guess, the fee that can go up to a million, uh, that could go to the poor. Oh. That's a lot of money for a group that complains about income inequality. Oh, and 200 and something. Yeah. And that's just Congress we're talking about, the yep. dues. That's a lot of cash. Jeffy's 18 Spoons tweets, I'm scared for AOC's puppy. The caption she added to the picture was, how long until bunnies start to hop? No way. Was it really? I didn't notice that. Do we have? I think this one's broken. She said. Huh. Oh, is that no. true? Is that right? If you if you're able to check the mm. uh, pictures in there, I'd love to see if if that is what the caption <laughs> was on one of them. Carries fungible foon stocks. <laughs> Wait, a pro union Democrat doesn't want to pay the equivalent of union dues to the DNC? Weird. Uh, also from fungible fungible chasm. I'll give AOC some some credit on that. Frenchies are my favorite breed. Mm. Although I strictly only get dogs from the shelter, I don't hold it against people who get purebreds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't either. That's yeah, we don't either. Do what you want to do with your pets. Good grief. That's just like... So ridiculous. 
I'm just, I mean, this is spitballing math. We're talking between probably close to, probably close to $200 million uh, raised off of just annual dues alone, these mm. Democrat representatives. Mm. Oh. Uh, and speaking of these dogs, do uh, you know that the 49ers have a little Frenchie dog? That is the, it's the NFL's first emotional support dog. I'm sorry? Assisting the players and the staff. Uh, <laughs> well, uh-uh. Yeah. No. Yeah, the 49ers no. have a, an emotional support dog. Just more reason for the Packers to kick the crap out of them this coming weekend. <laughs> Bunch of babies. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, look there, at that. I mean, there she is, Zoe, the NFL's first emotional support dog. Oh, isn't that sweet. adorable? That's sweet. I, I do want to see Zoe, though being held by players on the sideline during the game on Sunday. Now, that would be... Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be funny. They'd oh, there the with somebody there Zoe on the 49ers. Playing with, playing with one of the, guy the players. We love. The 49 And there they are holding him. That's Isn't that wonderful? Okay. Uh, Next, we'll hear about a cry room or a cry closet that they have in, <laughs> in the stadium. The one-year-old French Bulldog spends most of her time in the player engagement office where the team uh. can visit her between practices Aww. and before and after games. That's pretty sweet. I guess they can't go talk to Zoe during the game, but before or after. Why not? Is that is that considered cheating by the NFL? They're like, hey, you can't get any <laughs> outside does. help. Sorry, uh, no emotional support animals during the game. Uh, yeah, uh, Frenchie, um, the little bulldog there, a French bulldog, has a uh, Instagram account apparently. Oh, so you know that she's got to be typing with little puppy mm-hmm. paws all the time. Uh-huh. Just fun little witty stuff. The Niners are the first team, and hopefully the only one ever in the NFL to have a registered emotional support doggy. Mm-hmm. Zoe's talents are many. They include an irresistible charm, the ability to carry a ball quite a long distance without fumbling, (laughs) and an uncanny technique of relaxing her big teammates. And, of course, as you said, the Instagram account that features many famous Niners cuddling with her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, isn't that precious? This is is the NFL. What are we? We're turning into like a... A quilting bee or something. Stop it. Please stop it. Stop it. Yeah. There's no excuse for that. That That's ridiculous. So you think the Packers have a chance? Uh, yes. Yes. With a team like that that's got an emotional support dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we got a shot. Although, man, they beat the crap out of us last time. 37 to 8. Really? Oof. It was ugly. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. It was bad. When the Packers got beat this year, they really got beat bad. They I got remember, beat badly by the Chargers. I remember the Chargers game because it was like, what in the world? The yeah. Chargers are doing yeah. this to you? And then they and then the, the 49ers did that too. Mm. All right. Well, look, look, it can be done. The 49ers can be beat. Yes, they've been beaten. What? By, three times this year. Three times by Let's the, make it four. The tough Ravens, the tough Seahawks, and a third team. The Falcons. <laughs> oh, the Falcons. That's right. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. So wow. you can do this. Wow. You can do it. Wow. And, you know, time's running out. I mean, Rodgers is 36 now. Mm-hmm. 36! So we got to squeeze another Super Bowl out of him before he before he retires. And, and seriously, time is running out on that. He didn't have the greatest of years this year. It was okay, but it wasn't Rodgers-esque, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. We were talking about... Um, you know, the annoying State Farm commercials. Uh, one of your Pat heads said, 
You know State Farm wants an Aaron Rodgers versus Pat Mahomes. So they can oh, do something no during question. the Super Bowl, Kansas City, Green Bay. Yeah. And just for that reason alone, one of those teams can't make it. <laughs> they just can't make it. Because if they do, I'll bet you they have a special Super Bowl. I hate them. I hate Rogers Mahomes commercial. They're so bad. I know. And they keep coming out with new ones. I know. It's like nobody likes what you're doing. Okay, it wasn't even that good the first wasn't time around. Good. Let's just stop with this now, please. No, they they don't. They just keep it going. Yeah, then he popped up on the sideline. They did this little little in in game commercial in the corner there with Pam Oliver standing there and then the the agent for Aaron Rodgers comes up behind her and starts talking. You're like, oh my gosh, are they taking this thing to a new level? Please, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, the, the the one of the big problems is Rogers is just not that likable anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know why they keep using him on commercials. That's true. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> he's a good quarterback. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, all right. How about this climate goofball that wants the extinction of the human race? Oh. Because um, then, you know, once we eradicate the human race, okay. everything else is going to be fine. Uh, Les Knight, who is a climate activist in Portland, uh, is proposing this solution. Just just let let the human race end. 50 years ago, I concluded that the best thing for the planet would be a peaceful phase-out of human existence. <laughs> We're causing the extinction of hundreds of thousands of other species. With us gone, I believe ecosystems will be restored and there will be enough of everything. No more fighting over resources. Well, who cares at that point? There's nobody to care about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of weird person wants the intelligent race on this planet to go away and all the dumb beasts to exist and thrive. I mean, they're here for us. We're not here for them. Surprised, uh, Knight conceded his idea wasn't as well received as he hoped. (laughs) You just said you want every human being to be dead. Yeah, I guess he thought he'd... Yeah, you're right. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Where do I sign that petition? Still, the climate activist said he led by example and voluntarily had himself sterilized. Well, that's not good enough. Well, that's good for us. I mean... I can't procreate. If you want to go extinct, shouldn't you should be leaving the planet, right? Oh, I see. At 25, I wanted to show I was serious. Medical school gave me a discounted vasectomy in exchange for being his student doctor's first try at the procedure, which was successful. No, no, no. They gave you a discount because they don't like you and they don't want you to make babies. Then in 1980, Knight settled in Portland where he founded the Voluntary Human Extinction Project. Our message is simple, he wrote. We encourage people to stop procreating so the biosphere might return to its former glory. And everyone already here will be able to live life more abundantly. Knight says his organization has a global presence. We have active volunteers across the world, from India to Mexico. Man, what stupidity. They've they've missed the whole point of being here. In my own relationships, I've always explained that pregnancy is impossible. Marriage never made sense to me anyway. I would have missed getting to know many wonderful women uh, had I stuck with one. (laughs) This guy is uh, brilliant. The climate activist said couples limiting themselves to just one one child, not good enough. Procreation today is the moral equivalent of selling births on a sinking ship. 
<laughs> Knight said his motivations have also changed. I was a deep ecologist at first, caring more about our impact on the ecosphere than human needs. I've become more, more concerned about any new humans being brought into existence. It's true that society would be greatly diminished without children, but it isn't right to create them uh, just because we like having them around. <laughs> He's also attacked American capitalism. We don't need to breed more wage slaves to prop up an obsolete system. Wage slaves. Wow. If we go extinct, other species will have a chance to recover. I'll never see the day when there are no humans on the planet, but I can imagine what a magnificent world it would be, provided we go soon enough. Wow. Is that bizarre? Just bizarre. Who would be here to enjoy it? Just dumb animals. Uh, Wouldn't that be great? That's a weird cat right there. Really weird. This guy. Very, very strange. Where is he again? Does it say? like Portland, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, Portland. One of the weirdest, uh, most progressive places on earth now. Uh, meanwhile, the president is going into a tirade on toilets. <laughs> what now? Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's been thinking about toilets. <clears throat> uh, he went into a rant at his... Rally in Battle Creek, Michigan, last late last week. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in like somewhere in that speech, he started out sinks, right? Showers and go. What goes with a sink and a shower? Toilets. The crowd chanted back. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, and then the president says, "No, no, ten times, right? Ten times." Referring to the number of flushes he claimed were sometimes required because of water-saving federal regulations. <laughs> and then he said, not me, of course, not me, but but you. Oh, no. Come on. That's so great. I will say this. These water-saving toilets are the worst in the history of the world. We used to have those big toilets that you flushed once, and man, it went away. Yeah. Right? Bye-bye. Yep. <laughs> Not Jet anymore. Taking off. Not anymore. Yep. Yep. And you do have to flush a bunch of times sometimes. Uh, and it is. I, I think it's more wasteful to have to keep flushing than just have one giant one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel Savikas, the regulatory policy director for the libertarian advocacy group Freedom Works, said, I've never flushed a toilet <laughs> 10 times, but I think... What he's getting at is the heart of the issue. People do have to run their appliances multiple times because of water efficiency standards. I don't think people are flushing their toilets 10 times, but they're definitely reusing dishwashers. Oh. Our our dishwashers, it doesn't even clean anymore. You have to scrub your dishes clean and then put them in the dishwasher just because you don't want to dry them off and put them away right then. Yep, and I've got a stupid washing machine just this weekend. It's the stupidest eco... Oh, I hate the thing. I did a load of laundry, and I took it out, and there was like this one shirt, and I'm sure it applied to others, but because this one was like a light gray shirt, I could see that half of it didn't even get wet. <laughs> didn't even get wet during an entire load. Really? But I saved the planet. Pat, I saved the earth, and then... You With know, just the, a little bit of water. Yeah, because then the creek yeah. bed, you know, won't run dry, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Good. You know, but guess what? I then had to do another load. And see, that's where you put like a brick in there because you got to try to fool it so it doesn't realize how light the load is. It's the stupidest thing, but you're absolutely right. And Trump's absolutely right. 
We're wasting water. And that's what the government sure. does. They create a problem. They create the issue. And I loved it when Jeffy had that story a few weeks ago about all these regulations that Trump's trying to roll back with the EPA. Yes. Good. Yes. Thank you. Oh, it's a nightmare. And and it, it would be nice if we could get, get normal toilets back and normal dishwashers back. And normal washing machines back. And shower heads. And shower heads. actually give me pressure, not like this. Here I am. Trickle, yes. trickle, trickle. Let's save the planet together while you wash yourself. Right. Oh, shut up. I can't take it. Oh, I love Like that this. spritzer rain that comes uh-huh. in Hawaii every day at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You just get this little spritz. It's like extra humidity is all it is. Mm-hmm. That's what your shower head is what like shower now. Is. Come on. Is. Yep. I'm sorry, but uh, here's a here's a thing. Um, I love my convenience and myself more than I love the planet. Okay, so <laughs> the planet's gonna have to adjust to me. Well, I just think the planet can handle it. Sure can. I love the planet, but I believe it was created <laughs> in a pretty durable way. Have we not seen it repair itself so many times? Remember that with everything. Remember just, just ozone layer, everything. Yeah, the ozone layer. Yeah, and then I think of the oil leak down off the Gulf Coast of Louisiana. Yeah, the big BP for like spill. three months or whatever. Oil just shot out of the ocean floor. Yeah, and. Well, do you remember it took they, care of itself later. They showed the aerial of the residual uh-huh. that had gone out to sea, and it was this giant patch of oil. Then they went back out there, I don't know, a couple weeks later, it's gone. And they couldn't find it anywhere. Why? Because uh, the earth took care of it. Swallowed it up, it did whatever it does with it, and it was gone. Because the 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 earth does take care of itself. It knows how to do that. And we are arrogant enough to think that yeah, we, can that we can change a it. policy and change the weather Ugh. and fix it for future generations. It's asinine. It's ludicrous. And no, I, I tell you what, I'm not collecting my rainwater. I'm not doing it. So don't even ask me to. Okay. I wasn't going to. Actually. Oh my gosh, I hear Is, about. Was somebody who can ask a you lot to of people? We used to have somebody who worked here who collected his rainwater. <laughs> what? You know, because because worked the, in this building. Yes, sir. And so here was the who? thing. Here was I'm not. I got to know who. Come on now. No, Come it's on. Off, it's off air guy. It's behind the scenes guy. So, and he tells me, well, yeah, because uh, when you when you spray your uh, your your plants and stuff, you don't want to spray with, <laughs> you know, how the harsh chlorine is in the, the tap water and stuff that you're spraying on uh-huh. your plants. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. look, when my plants can talk to me about the amount of chlorine in the water. Unbelievable. Then I'll adjust and I'll collect the rainwater in a barrel for them. No, obviously, I don't want mosquitoes hanging around, man. That's stupid. Obviously a millennial. Oh, no. Right? No, no, no. He wasn't. Ouch. No, he Come wasn't. On. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. No? Not a millennial? I think he's older than me. Huh. I'm, wow. oh, I'm ancient. All right. Yeah. I don't know who that was. Oh, you'll know. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of ludicrous... Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has introduced a new scented candle. <laughs> yep, she has. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Yep, I'm just going to go to the Seattle. You know she's 47 now? Wow, is she? Yeah. I mean, can you save your trouble and just go to the Seattle <laughs> fish market? <laughs> no. Yeah, she's created a new candle that smells like her uh, hmm? her vagina, her, her hoo-ha. Like I said. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay. No, this is weird. No, this is grotesque. It's, it's weird. She's, it's named. She's self-absorbed. Like ugh. It's fittingly named. This smells like my my vagina. That's what it, the name of the candle is. And you can get it for just $75. Well, you could 
if it weren't already sold out. <laughs> this is society burning to the ground around <laughs> yes, us. Yes, it is. That's, I mean, that's what's happening here. Yes, it is. This is uh, Stop the World stuff. Yeah. They just shut it down. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. It, now, apparently, <sighs> the candle and Gwyneth smell like a blend of geranium, citrusy bergamot. Sure it does. Cedar absolutes juxtaposed with damask, rose, and ambrette seed. I, I don't know what that smells like, actually, but that's what it, they described it as. It started as a... Uh, as a joke, I yeah, guess, uh-huh. and uh, just evolved I into this know. funny, gorgeous, sexy, and beautifully unexpected sense. She sent. She she thinks a lot of herself. Yeah, she does. And she sells this yeah, on a website does. called Goop. I'd like to point out or Goob. Um, I think it's with a B. Goob. No, it's G O O P. Goop. Yeah. Okay, they got this wrong in the story. Well, then yeah. hmm, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, you know, uh, hoo-hahs are a common theme for Paltrow and Goop. Twitter users mocked a promotion for her new Netflix series uh, mm. featuring the star emerging from what many said looked like a hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using the actual word because I, I, it just sounds harsh, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. And yeah. to broadcast that word. This is, this is, this is society <laughs> reaching levels that we just... Couldn't see coming. And I can't believe it is already sold out. It's sold out within a couple hours. They don't have any more of these candles left. You're going to have to wait a while so they can shoot, produce more. Dang it. I know. Oh. And that's what people are going to pick up their phone and call Goop and order one of these. Hey, yeah, the hoo-ha scented uh, candle. I want that, please. Uh, Unbelievable. I mean, this is really something else. I mean, we got, we got the box, you know. Uh, Indiana girl sent us the uh, Gold Canyon candles. <laughs> None of them smelled week, like a the week ago. Though. And and yeah, so it's like we right. were kind of uh, shortchanged, I think. Right. Oh, thank you for leaving that one out. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So Gwyneth Paltrow is one interesting character. Yeah, she's weird. She's something. She's very else. very strange. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and a pat unleashed. On Twitter, also at the box office, uh, Star Wars was finally passed up by uh, hmm. 1917. Uh huh. In its big release, 1917 made 36.5 million. Star Wars, she's down to 15 million already. Uh, 478 million since it came out four weeks ago. 478 million. Now I think the last one was around eight or 900 million by now. Um. But so this one's way behind, and uh, they're a little bummed out about what Star Wars, the way it's performing now. And I think it's more; it says more about like the last movie than this one because this one's really pretty good. I like it a lot. The last one was terrible, and maybe that just turned off too many people. Have you seen Jumanji? The, the latest new, one, no, huh? The next level. I like uh, I like the other one that they did. Yeah, I did too. With the future president, The Rock. Uh huh. I liked it too. Uh, 14 million this weekend, 257 since it came out. Okay. That's Something called cool. Just Mercy uh, made 10 million. Like a Boss made 10 million. Uh, little Women's up to 74 million since and it came lots out. Lots of people like that Little Women deal. Yeah, it's getting great reviews, uh, both by critics and audience. Now, let's see, the other big hit 
Frozen is at 459 now. Biggest uh, animated movie of all time. Uh, so that continues to add to uh, its record numbers. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Plus, um, alarmed drivers on a Northern California highway spotted a girl, a young girl, Saturday night in a vehicle holding up a handmade sign <clears throat> that read, "Help me! She's not my mom. Help." So motorists contacted, you called 911, and California Highway Patrol officers uh, sprang into action and pulled over the vehicle. And it turned out it was just a little hoax by the by the little girl in the car. She thought it'd be oh, fun. That is fun. I thought it'd be a fun thing to do, she said. <laughs> officers didn't share uh, <laughs> her assessment of how fun that was. Oh. The girl's mom, who was driving, was not in on the prank. Uh, this is a reminder that parents need to be aware of what their children are doing in the backseat at all times, <laughs> the officer said. Six California Highway Patrol units were assigned to this call. Oh, no. Instead of responding to legitimate calls or patrolling their beats because of this hoax. Yeah, but it's California. Everything's perfect there. It's like yeah, Nirvana. There's right. nothing bad going on there. That's the right. Police officer for. What else do they have to do but follow up on hoaxes? My son, my son Sean, who's now uh, 26, when he was <laughs> when he was little and he got mad at us, he used to say in the store, "She's not my mom," <laughs> or "You're not my dad." <laughs> People. Yes. Yeah, other customers at the store would be like, oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Is that little boy being kidnapped? Did you beat the crap out of him right there? <laughs> or you until you went home? No, I thought it was great. Thought it was adorable, but uh but it uh <laughs> that's funny. Managers of stores and yeah, other I customers think they would like that. didn't think it was quite so adorable. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. But he but he never printed up a sign and said, you know. This is not my mom. Uh-huh. Help. So uh, <laughs> it, it remained kind of cute. Now this, to me, wouldn't wouldn't be quite so cute. This would have to, you know, you get a little punishment for this. What do you mean that was cute when your son did that? Mm-hmm. Like after he Adorable. yelled it, did he did he say, I'm just kidding, y'all, no. it's my dad. Da- <laughs> <No. laughs> then I don't know that that no. falls under the category of cute. Yeah, I probably didn't think it was cute at the time. Wow, what's the, that did probably it ever me escalate to anything? <laughs> Uh, just people questioning us. Is that your... T- and yes, he's just angry. At us so right no now. one called the police. I don't... Uh, not so that I know So society really didn't care if your son Maybe had been kidnapped. Maybe we escaped before they called... Before the cops got there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we were just really, really fortunate. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats. All right. 888 900 More Pack Grand Leash. Tomorrow we'll see you then.